Okay. Freedom. That was awesome this morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I just love freedom. I love that we can just um, recognize the Holy Spirit and say, yeah, we're for this, whatever it looks like. And um, so I just wanted to say that. I, like, I love that we can be real with each other, that we could be family and be so vulnerable with each other. And it's just so free. I mean, oh, I feel like a kite in the wind right now. That's all I can describe it. So, because um, me and pictures. So, um, obviously, I was like, Lord, I don't want to paint. And he kept showing me. And I was like, but I don't want to paint during worship. Like, I want to be, like, together and try to have my head together, what I'm going to say. And he's like, well, you can paint ahead of time. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So, here we go. <laughs> you know, I had this conversation with God this way. So, um, I have a lot, and I'm going to collect it and be really tight here. So, um, for me, um, it has really been, I guess if I could sort of title this or whatever, what I'm, my heart is today is um, have an expectancy of hope. And I'd have to say for this last year, it was, if I can describe it, it was a year of unexpectedcy for me. From family to losing a very close dear friend to seeing people walk through that I love very much through pain, seeing things I've been praying for for over 20 years come to pass in my family, through my marriage, it was an emotional roller coaster. It was ugly. It was messy. It was painful. It hurt. But then it was beautiful. And there was a point, and I'm sorry, I'm going to cry, and y'all are just going to have to live with that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, there was a point where I literally felt like hope was being sucked from me. I felt like there was a leech on me. And it was being sucked from me. And those really close to me, they know, and they walked with me, and they loved me and prayed for me through that time. Because I really was second-guessing everything. I mean, like, everything. And it was, it hurt. I mean, it really sucked. And going through that, it was like, I know that Daddy loves me. I know that he's there for me. But it was like, I was like, why am I feeling this, this gap, this in-between? And it was like really learning to believe in what he said who I was. And holding on to everything that's been poured into me. Words that have been spoken over me. People that have encouraged me. And then it's really just resting and knowing and recognizing that peace, that, that gift that's inside of me. And so he brought back um, a memory to me. And this is sort of crazy that he brought this memory back to me because this is actually something that I shared with my close friend. 
Oh, y'all know Roger? And I said, I laughed to go, one day I'll share that, but I'm not ready yet. So here I am. I was probably in between fourth and fifth grade, and I loved to swim. I mean, I loved to swim. I, if I could, I would be a fish. I'm serious. I mean, I would get in the water. I loved the deep end. I loved jumping deep. And I was one of those kids that, like, could hold their breath forever and, like, stay at the bottom of the pool. That was me. I could do flips. I mean, I just loved the water. So, um, there was, um, there was one pool that we would go to all the time. My parents would pack the lunch. We'd have a cooler. Like, we were up there all day. And me, part Hispanic, I mean, I was dark, 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 dark. So um, one thing that my brother and I loved to do is we would go off the diving board. And what we would do is, like, make up different, like, flips and jumps and all kinds of stuff. So it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do a tornado. Like, I mean, it was just, like, our thing. We just loved to do it. And um, it was... I mean, just thinking about it, I was like, I was so carefree. Like, I, I could care less what kind of jump it was or how far I went or how long, like, I stayed under. Like, it was, I had, there was no restrictions. There was nothing to tell me I could not do it, okay? And um, I remember so vividly going off the edge of that diving board, and then I would think, like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I was just acting so confident. And I went to the edge of the diving board, and I honestly don't even know how it happened, but I caught the edge of the diving board, and when I did, my foot sort of lost its step, lost its footing, and when I did, it like went all the way up the scraping of the side of my leg. So I sort of like, I don't know, teetered off, okay? And um, I'm a very good swimmer. So if you're in the pool with me, you're fine. I'm a very good swimmer. And so when I did that, literally my body went into complete shock. I mean, complete shock. I literally froze. Um, I started sinking, and it's like, I know how to swim. And I just, I mean, I literally, like, fell the bottom, and I sat there. And I was like, what just happened? The lifeguard had to jump in, get me out, and I was still, like, completely frozen. I, I would not swim. I would not, I mean, nothing And he got me out, and I was in still such shock, and I was was so frozen by what happened. And I was like, how? Like, how is this possible? And that rest of the day, I set out. I did not want to get into the pool. And I was like, it, like, sucked. It scared me so bad. It put so much fear into me to go on that diving board again. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I love to swim. I love to jump. I love to do all that stuff. But just that one little misstep, it struck so much fear in me going back. And it's like, the Lord brought that to my memory. And I was like, he's like, that's what happens in life. We have an occasion. We have something happen to us. Something that we didn't want to happen to us. Or, you know, we make a decision and something goes wrong. And shock and, like, frozenness happens in your life. And then it's so hard for you to even think about going back. To retry something. To know that you should be doing it, but you can't do it. But 
with him showing me that, it was like, oh, it's like how many times have I gotten stuck in survival mode? How many times have I been stuck in fear? Have I many times I've been stuck in pain and I don't want to go back and face it? And that was sort of like for me. And I started having to ask myself those questions because I had so much freedom. And when we know the freedom that we, that we have, when we know what we are capable of, when we know what we carry, nothing can stop us. But when we have one little thing that, like, just sets us off, we just get, lose our footing just a little bit, it's like we're just so scared to, like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back there. I don't know if I want to try and jump off again. I mean, it was fun that one time, but I slipped this one time, and I just don't know. And that's what it was for me. But I can tell you that God is our biggest cheerleader. He's always cheering us on, even when we mess our step, even when we think we don't have it all together. Maybe let's say we, you know, we don't have all the words, we don't have whatever it is, but he's our biggest cheerleader. He's like, that's what you were born for. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm here with you in every single step of the way. And he gets excited for us. And we, like, start tapping into who we are. And he's like, oh, we're, like, finding out all this revelation. We're, like, awakening to who we are. And then we're like, whoa, whoa, I'm finding out something. Like, I don't know. Is this truly me? Is this really what I should be doing? And he's like, yes. But then we start backing down and we start going back. And we're like, wait, I remember I lost my footing. I don't know if I want to go there again. And he's saying, no, you're going to jump and I'm going to jump with you. Like, we're in it together. And it's like... We had um, this last weekend and this weekend, it was just like overflow of God just saying, this is what you're born for. And it was so much. And I, like, I was telling some friends, and I was like, I feel weird even saying some of this stuff because it's like, I know I'm born for this, but God, I'm so scared. And I was, um, yesterday I was ministering to this little boy. He was nine years old, same age as my son, and he was um, deaf, and at first when I met him, I didn't know he was, he was reading my lips, and then the, the stepfather told me, no, he's deaf, and he's like, he, but he can't understand you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, you're awesome, I'm like, I can't even, I mean, come on, and I was just like, oh, can I paint for you, and he's like all excited, and I started painting for him, and oh my gosh, I just started to get the overwhelming love for this little boy. And it's like the Lord started giving me all these downloads about him, and how with him not being able to be heard, how people have shut him down. And they didn't see him the way Daddy sees him. And it's like when I was just sharing my heart with him, it was like his eyes so lit up. I, you guys, it was so awesome. And he would not blink. He would not take his eyes off of me. And it's like when I was in the middle of doing that, I was like, yes. Through all the times that I have had second thoughts, every single time I've had maybe doubts or words spoken over me of negativity, I was like, this is, ever, this is it. This, this makes it. All that adversity, 
all that trial, that moment, loving that little boy and having him walk away so happy, that was worth it. And so I just speak that over you guys, that there is something so burning inside of you. And I know it's scary, but dad is with you every step of the way. And you're going to have these moments, and it's like a wink from dad, see? You're right where you should be. You're doing what you should be doing. You were always born for this. You know, I like I want to have that slogan. You were born for this. I forgot what that movie is that said that, but it it truly is. And it's like so many times we have these things like distract us and people get us off course. But he's he's always there. He's like, Oh yeah, remember who you are? I do. And I'm with you. And I see who you are. So I just encourage you with that. And I love you guys so much. And let me thank you for letting me share my heart and my journey where I am. Um, this has been really, really awesome. So I hope this encourages you because me just painting this, it was like bringing up so much emotion too because I, I, don't, I don't just paint this. Yes, it was a memory that I had as a child, but picture yourself on that diving board. Whatever that is, fill in the blank. The thing that you're scared to go back to, the thing that you know is like your nemesis, And ask Dad, go, let's just jump together. Because he's ready. He's just ready for the invitation. He's there. He's just saying, okay, you're ready, then I'm ready. Thank you, guys. Amen. It's good that he's... There we go. This is a good service today, man. Amen? Um, I know... Don't we need to make the switch in the back? Does any? There are okay, cool. All right. Um, I want to say something with um, all that that went down a while ago. Um, you know, when we come together. Um, we call it a service, but, you know, that's just kind of what's stuck when we gather uh, like this for, for church. You know, we, we have, uh, our goal is to have uh, some type of interaction, some type of um, connection that goes beyond what you have personally with the Father. We, we come together to see um, what we can step into. Um, and, um, you know, there's, there's things that, that happen and take place and we don't always, we don't plan those things. You know, um, when it comes to the worship, uh, this is what we do because this is, this is our, our mode, right? This is how we, how we, uh, come together and celebrate or just, just worship the father Saturday night when Ryan was here, we didn't do that. Uh, we just we read a few scriptures to talk about in, uh, about the presence of the Father and and being thankful and on. So I just want to make it kind of clear that you know when we come together, um, we know that Raquel's going to do the transition from worship to whatever happens next. 
Um, Adriana creates the worship set and who sings what parts and uh, the guys get here and they set up the cameras and they, they know their cue of when they get up there. Uh, they smack all the kids away from the stands when they run around. But we have, a, we have a, a prepared list. When I say prepared, you know, we practice for worship just to go over musically and vocally what we're going to do in these certain parts. But it's never been, okay, at this point you do this, at this point you do that. And this is the way, it's stuff like, hey, for the ending, um, you know, the chorus on this song ends in a minor, but we're going to end there and we're going to end it on an A so it resolves. It's like Stuff like that. And here's the order that we're going to do. And we've got our signals back and forth. And then we just get up here and we let go. And every Sunday morning, when I get up here and I grab the guitar, or if I'm not playing either, I always look at the start of the service or the start of the gathering like we're lighting uh, kindling. Anybody ever, you're a fireman, you like making fires? Not a fireman like Larry that puts them out, I'm like you like to make fire. You know, nobody goes and just takes one big massive log and you light it up and it, it doesn't work that way. You have to start small. And uh, growing up, uh, you know, our grandparents up in the country, they didn't have, you know, central air and heat. We had a wood-burning stove. I don't know if you remember that, Kevin. They had a wood-burning stove and so we had to cut wood all the time and we had to cut kindling. And kindling would be pine and you'd have to cut it up in little bitty small strips They'd always save the newspaper. They'd roll the newspaper and stick it in there and put the kindling on top, a few little pine needles or something just to get it going, let it get going, and, and then we see what happens. And that's how I view service. It's like um, he's what makes everything happen, and fire is always going to do what it's supposed to do. It's always going to burn. It's just does it have something to burn up. And when we come together like this and we take a moment to let a, oh, I saw something, or I heard something, let that take place and see what that does, and that leads to two or three other things, and see, that was just the kindling this morning of singing the songs. Does this make sense? And, and it turns into this amazing move that happened here. Um, I, I, I'm saying this because there's, there's, you know, today is Palm Sunday. This is one week before the Lord was crucified for us. Amen? And I, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that right now at, at the time it is. I'm just going to move on, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share you this piece, and I'm going to share with you about this encounter that we had. See, this, this for me, you may be in here, and it may not make sense. You, maybe you don't understand some of what happened. Well, that lady was back there. It sounded like she was speaking gibberish or something or, uh, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> these are all the little moments of the greater burn that happens of the encounter. And I'm so grateful to be in a group of people that are willing to hear and to move forward and to take the chance because it's a safe place, right? Um, the one thing that I wanted to read for certain, or I felt like I had to do this, is um, in, you know, the, 
the triumphal entry as it's known, it's in all of the Gospels. I'm going to read you one part of uh, Matthew chapter 21. Um, you know, I'm sorry. Actually, it's, uh, it's, I'm sorry. It's Mark 11. I'm sorry. Um, oh, my goodness. It's not. It's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew 21. Man, there's so much that I want to get into with this. It's so cool. Matthew 21. Um, so, you know, they're coming in uh, to Jerusalem and, and they come over the, the two little cities right there. And um, the whole thing with the donkey and all that, that's, you can go back in Zechariah and see where that is, which most of you probably know that. So, as they're coming in, uh, hold on to the fire analogy, and I'm going to show you exactly where I'm going to share with you. Uh, in verse 8 of chapter 21, it says that an exceptionally large crowd gathered and, and carpeted the road before him with their cloaks and prayer shawls, and others cut down branches from trees to spread in his path. Um, and Jesus rode in the center of the procession, crowds going before him and crowds coming behind him, and they all shouted, Bring the victory, Lord, son of David. He comes with the blessings of being sent from the Lord Yahweh. We celebrate with praises to God in the highest. So many of you probably remember that in your other versions, it always says, Hosanna in the highest. Here comes the king, the son of David, right? That's what we've always heard is Hosanna in the highest. So the word Hosanna uh, it's actually in the Aramaic. It means, oh, save us or bring the victory. That's what it actually means. Um, and, uh, and these crowds, they were, they were recognizing in this moment that, that Jesus was the Messiah. And by shouting that, um, they were proclaiming what was about to happen. You see, you and I, we don't, we don't have to fight for our victory. There is no fighting. Our victory is our victory because he won it. Amen. And when we come together like this, it's, it's that same type of moment where the fire is being stoked and kin, the kindling is catching on, and let's see what happens. And in the middle of this whole thing that happened here with uh, all the men praying for me, uh, and then that piece that you added on, Rebecca, I'm so glad you saw that because that was powerful. You know that I personally, I've been in church since I was 17 years old. And I'm 49, married to a 25-year-old. Yes. Don't ask me the secret, because it's secret. But I'm 49 years old. I'll be 50 here in just a few months. And in all that time, I have never once been in a place, in a church setting, in a community gathering, where um, other, other people loved me the way that you all do. I've never been in a place where the, the men or the brothers of the church um, would even think of doing this. Am I right? For many years, um, for many, many years, I was the butt of the joke. I was the único bolillo con todos los mexicanos. I was the one white boy in the midst of all the, the Mexican guys, and, and everything was a cut down and a joke, and, ah, and all that. And I, I hate that sound, by the way. Um, 
Yeah. There's a there's a couple of our installers that uh, they do that. And um, anyway, we got a little back and forth there. But for so many years, uh, and I have no idea why I stayed in that place. I can't tell you why. We were in that place for probably 15 years, 10, 15 years. And I don't understand why, other than I can tell you that my heart was only for the Lord. And we really believed that the Lord had put us in this place. And I never understood why. Um, I thought that was just the way it was. And um, it was pretty bad. <laughs> we were talking about this the other night. Uh, we had a pretty awesome conversation where we were just wondering why we were in that place. And I can't, I, I don't know why. But what I will say is that the victory that he came between those two cities, and he got that donkey and he come riding in, the victory that they shouted about is my victory. The victory that they shouted about is your victory. The, the entry of that, that day was the beginning of the most powerful uh, thing that would ever happen in the, in the existence of the universe. Amen? And I say that because the most powerful thing was the creation. Father decided to create everything, and he loved us, and all that was great, and then it wasn't. Amen? The greatest thing of all was the redemption of his plan, his heart, his sons, his daughters, and that's you and I. And that today marks the anniversary from 2,000 years ago of the beginning of our victory. Amen? And that victory we have right now was proven to me by the amazing love and the capture of, of brotherhood that I felt as I leaned back on my friends today. And you guys have simply emphasized to me the victory that I have. And I can't thank you enough for being willing and for stepping into that direction. Um, it's funny because I'm in, a, I'm in a lot of pain today. I'm, I'm a little messed up today. <laughs> Not every day, Raquel, stop it. And, um, and as you guys were praying for me, I could feel my body going limp. And, and the rest, somebody was, I, I think, Eric, I think, you were, I think I heard your voice. I blacked out for a minute. And, uh, and I could hear the word rest and rest. And in my life and in everything that's going on with me, I've never been able to rest. Whole life, everything about my life has been a fight. Whether it's a fight because you're the only white guy on the block or because it's or because uh, you have to conquer this next thing, it's always a fight. It's always a fight. And today I was able to capture rest. And that's my victory. That's my victory because of what he did and because of what you're willing to do. And I just want to leave you with that today with this saying that um, what we always used to think was just laying palm trees down and Oh, Hosanna in the highest. It's a great sound of records. Or uh, uh, um, What am I trying to say? There was a group from the 80s, Hosanna. Well, that's one song, but it's a whole group. They did records for years and years and years. Anyway, that's not at all what it means. It means bring the victory. And he already did. We don't need anything else. 
except our continued victory and our step into it. Amen? This makes sense? So as you go today, know that you already have the victory. Know that he is walking with you. And these next little steps, these things that you and I have to get through, they're not... You know, like the scripture that Mary read, I know that one very well. And we have to remember when we read that, that it's a kingdom view. It's not the Old Testament view. The Old Testament view says you better do this, 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 and this. The New Testament view is I walk in his ways because I love. That's my victory. That's the only, that's the only law and the only rule that you have to follow is that that's his commandment, right? To love one another as he loved us. And so as we go through and we step, and we try to find the next kindling to get in there and stoke that fire. It's not to burn junk off of your life at all. <laughs> I remember, you remember that? Hosanna had a song, Burn In Me. <laughs> they did it with Paul Wilmer. I'll never forget it. Y'all laughing because you remember Paul Wilmer, right? <laughs> anyway, the fires are stoked. Let's throw some wood on the fire. Amen? We have our victory. Let's grab a hold of it, and let's watch the fire ignite with a greater encounter for what he wants to do. Does that make sense? I'm going to read it one more time. Mm. All the crowds shouted, Bring the victory, Lord, O Son of David. He comes with the blessing of being sent from the Lord, Yahweh, and we celebrate with praises to God in the highest. Yes. Amen. Would y'all stand with me this morning? Be praying for Sarah. She was going to go to the ER with her knee. And um, Jim and Kathy are back home, so mom and dad are back. Um, and we're going to have our... If you're signed up to go to camping, then um, are we meeting in here? Yeah, we'll just hang out in here. We'll take five minutes real quick. Five minutes. Go use the bathroom and come back or whatever, right? Amen. Don't forget, um, man, partner with us if you, if you feel the need to or want to. You know, we like, we like uh, being with you guys. <laughs> we like the air conditioning too. So it, that's, that's what we have to pay for in this place is the air conditioning. And... Uh, so partner with us if you have any questions on that. Sarah's not here today. I'll do my best. Amen. But man, Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing group of people. And I thank you for each and every one that's standing here today. And I pray that they would just continue to, to push in and that their attention would continue to focus in on you, that there would be no missteps in their thinking or understanding. I pray that you would bring light and love as we push into what you want to do. You know, I pray, Lord, that that, that would be the thing, that, that there would be a, a real uh, shift in thinking about running after you and being the, the fuel for the flame that you already have. Uh, I pray, Father, that you would let people see their destiny and understand your heart and what you want to accomplish with them and through them. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you, everybody. Uh, if you're here for the meeting, we'll be back real quick and we'll get started.